So welcome, I'm Lisa Page from SoulSatisfactionForWomen.com and today it is my absolute pleasure, my greatest delight and my really deep honour to introduce you to the very phenomenal Andrew Harvey who will be coming to Adelaide for two events on the 21st and the 22nd of May and we'll share more about those events later in the call. To start, I just wanted to share a little bit about Andrew and then to dive into a short but rich conversation with this man. And so if you're not entirely familiar with Andrew's work, he's incredibly difficult to sum up in one paragraph. Um, but if I can do my best, he's an internationally renowned mystic, scholar, teacher, translator and lover of Rumi and the author of over 30 spiritual classics including the critically acclaimed Way of Passion, The Celebration of Rumi, The Direct Path, Radical Passion, Return of the Mother. He co-authored uh, the best-selling book, The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying and The Divine Feminine and many, many others. And to be honest, Andrew's body of work is so vast and so deep and rich that I wondered how I could ever sum him up, if you can ever sum anyone up. And what I found was a description of Andrew by a woman whose work I've also loved for most of my life, and that's Carolyn Mace. And I wanted to share it with you because I think how she describes Andrew is a really deep, rich, concise um, description of who he is as a being and also his body of work. So this is what she says. Andrew is a spiritual, intellectual and cultural mystic whose passion is to awaken people to a new and essential empowerment in this world, sacred activism. He has defined and grounded the root, the means and the way individuals can and should respond to the chaos and rapid changes that now characterise our contemporary spiritual and cultural life. Andrew's research reflects his superb academic background as a professor at Oxford and his passion clearly reveals that his soul is on fire with a grace that comes from the divine. And Andrew, I love Carolyn's description of you in that um, you're currently touring Australia and you're sharing your passion for love in action and the keys to sacred transformation which is why I'm so incredibly grateful that you were able to uh, see this gap in your calendar to come to Adelaide. So thank you and welcome, Andrew. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to be back in Australia. I love Australia and I love my Australian friends very deeply. Mm. And I think that Australia is at a moment when the importance of this message of love in action is vivid in many hearts and minds because of the very radical craziness of the Tony Abbott government and the tremendous issues that it's raising for everyone. How long can we let mining interests strip mine this country? How long can we continue to be passive in the face of massive environmental degradation? How long can the running sore of the whole horror of the Aboriginal problem continue? How long can we not come to understand in Australia that we're living on sacred ground, ground that has been 
sacralized and sanctified for 40,000 years by the oldest civilization on the planet. I think Australia is going through a great crisis of the soul and the heart, and I hope that my presence here at this time will be a source of tremendous radical inspiration to people. Oh, actually, that brings me to what really feels like the first question, which is, you know, people who come to your work and are inspired by the idea of coming to a workshop and, and hearing you speak obviously resonate with that real uh, and deep realisation that, that the chaos, that there is a real chaos that is ensuing in the world and, and in Australia. Yes. And sometimes that can be incredibly overwhelming. We look around and we see... Um, you know, people in poverty, we see the earth being stripped and raped and, you know, and as well as the chaos that we have in our own lives and our own hearts yes. and minds. And so my question to you would be, for you, what is, what is the first step in actually getting clarity on, on what now? So this is what is here. There's a recognition of the chaos that is here. Right. What, what is that first step so that, that, that people don't become overwhelmed? I think the first step is to try with one's expanded heart to understand this crisis. And I feel that now I'm 61, I do begin to understand that this tremendous death that we are living through, and it is a death, it's an environmental death, a psychic death, a social death, it's a death on many levels, is also a birth. Because if you look around, it's not only chaos and despair and disorder and horror that you see. You see hundreds of thousands of people all over the world rising up, ordinary, extraordinary people coming together to try and build a wholly new way of being and doing everything. You see a massive mystical renaissance that has taken place in the last 40 years in which all the treasures of all the mystical systems have been offered to humanity to inspire humanity. And you see very, very powerful signs of divine reality being implemented in medicine, in physics, in radical new discoveries which offer solutions, real solutions. So when you see that the birth is truly taking place in the middle and as a response to this chaos, the birth of a new kind of humanity, then the question comes, how do I become part of this birth? How do I become a midwife of this birth? What is the real truth of this birth? And that's what my work is dedicated to helping people discover, because what I believe is that this birth is the birth of an embodied divine humanity, a humanity that has really made contact with its inner divinity and is prepared to be brave enough to put that consciousness into radical action on every level in the name of justice and compassion. And that's what I call sacred activism. I've coined the phrase sacred activism. It's now become a global phrase. There's a global movement of sacred activism happening. And I'm here to invite as many people as possible to join it because I believe that sacred activism, which is the 
fundamental marriage of the profoundest mystical understanding, the deepest spiritual awareness, with clear, wise, radical action. I believe that this is the birthing force of the future. Actually, what you just what you just said has landed for me so profoundly because I really recognize that when we allow ourselves to sit in the womb of what is being birthed, then yes. the chaos is, uh, it's like being in the womb of the mother. And yes, there is chaos in the world, you know, and and when you sit in that womb, there is, there is an intrinsic uh, alignment that um, that is possible within us as individuals to then take one step at a time, one step at a time in our in our own body, hearts and minds, in our own families and communities, and that extension outward. Is that yes, it? Yes, that's absolutely it. I think it's so important that everybody understands at this moment that this chaos is not the sign of an end, but the sign of a beginning. When it's time for new whole leaps to be made for the whole human race, what has to be destroyed first are the old structures, the old fantasies, the old shibboleths, the old desperate hubris. And that is what's happening. A whole way of thinking, a whole way of being is being ruthlessly dismantled by the divine without and within so as to enable us to go to a wholly new evolutionary level. And this new evolutionary level can only be attained, I believe, when we fuse together the things that have been kept apart in our traditional consciousness, deep spirituality with radical action. Deep spirituality alone will not do it because although it will help you connect with your divine consciousness, it won't make that connection active in the world and therefore you will be floating off in transcendence without really applying what you discover in transcendence to this world, which is the whole point of being in a body. So real action has to flow from real realization. And when you marry the two, as the great prophets have done, as Jesus did, as the great saints and shamans of many traditions have done, then you become an instrument for the divine evolutionary will to work itself out. And when you become that and link with others who are that, then enormous sacred power is born on the planet which can do miracles even in the most extreme circumstances. And it's these miracles we now need. Yes. And isn't it amazing because I think it's it's very easy to forget and something essential actually to remember that this dark night that, that the world is experiencing, that we're being burst through as humanity... Yes. Are, are also reflections of the very same dark nights that we experience yes. in our own body, hearts and minds. And it can be so easy to get so caught up in the drama and the chaos yes. and, and the, the suffering of what we feel is a loss, yes. which is really that transformation. And I love, I was listening to your interview with... Um, Deepak Chopra and that conversation around the butterfly and yes. uh, I'd never heard it in that way before and and I love that maybe you might want to just quickly well it's such a profound conversation that. Deepak and I are all friends and we were talking about the horror of what's happening 
And then we went into this understanding that it's very much like the transformation of a caterpillar into a butterfly. At a certain moment in the cocoon, the, when the caterpillar has wrapped itself in the cocoon, it dissolves completely. It goes into a gray gunge, and this is the destruction of the old forms and structures. But as that process happens, and this is so miraculous, imaginal cells, they're called imaginal cells, wake up inside the gunge, feed off the gunge, and start constellating together to form the nucleus of a new body, which eventually breaks out of the cocoon as a butterfly. And as Deepak, I think, says in the conversation, the butterfly bears as much resemblance to the caterpillar as a Learjet does to a bicycle. And the new humanity that's being formed through this very, very extreme evolutionary pressure is a completely new kind of human being a human being who is grounded in the deepest mystical truth of identity with divine consciousness and also humbly and resolutely committed to enacting that consciousness in acts of justice and compassion in the core of ordinary life and in the core of all the different realms of the world. And when we do see a humanity like this on the earth, then we will see the beginning of the establishment of what Jesus called the kingdom queendom, a wholly new reality. This is what's being offered to us by the divine. This is the deepest meaning of our crisis. And I think it's the duty of all people who are spiritually awake now to really go very, very much deeper through sacred practice into the most profound imaginable understanding and inner standing of their divinity and very much further outward in real acts of justice and compassion that truly take you out your comfort zone so as to forge a wholly new way of being and doing everything. Everything depends on this at this moment because, as I think everyone is now aware, the crisis is getting very much fiercer and very much darker. And you can be dismayed and despairing about this or you can take this, as I do, as a tremendous wake-up call to really put love into action for the divine by whatever way you understand it. Absolutely, and, and to me it speaks to it's one thing to realize something, have an inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to feel it even deeply and passionately, and it's a whole other realm to embody that That's realization it. and that feeling, and, and that takes practice. It takes constant reorienting to what is true and real and and alive in the moment it really does it takes and it takes courage it takes enormous yes. courage because Absolutely. you really do have to step out continually into the mystery step out of everything you've understood even about the spiritual life yes. Absolutely. and i think one of the big difficulties that we're all facing at the moment is the um secret addiction of many of the mystical systems to transcendence that yes. fundamentally we're told that this world is a world of illusion and our job is to get into ultimate reality and leave this world behind. Or we're told by the New Age narcissism factory that here we're here basically to enjoy ourselves as much as possible and get as much for our me, me, me as possible. Both yeah. of these are spiritual catastrophes because we're not here 
to get out of being here, and we're not here to be rabid, greedy egos filling ourselves with whatever we think we need. We are here to embody the divine and be the divine's instruments in its creation of a wholly new way of being and doing. That's why we're here. And this is why I place such an emphasis on the mother, and that's why I'm coming to Adelaide to teach the divine feminine as yeah. I've come to know because without a major awakening to the holiness of the creation, to the holiness of being in a body, to the exquisite brilliance of nature, to the absolute sacredness of everything that exists, without that shattering and all-changing transformation, we'll be in la-la land, imagining that we're going to be rescued, imagining that it's enough to have the beginnings of divine realization and not understanding that the embodied Godhead, the mother, is asking us to turn up as her active, passionate children, active for justice and passionate about compassion. Mm. And I, I, I have to ask you a question because the, se the second workshop that you're doing is the revolution of the divine feminine and the, and the yes. way of passionate enlightenment. And, um, you know, for me, I work with women. I have a divine feminine mentor group. And part of the reason that I resonate so deeply with your work is, is this profound embodiment. And there's so much out there at the moment. You can see um, there's goddess this, there's feminine this, there's all Ooh. this. There's all this stuff in it, and it is a. They are what I see. But what does it really mean if it isn't it's concentrated on the suffering of the planet, on the environmental degradation of the planet, on the horrible treatment of foreigners in this country, for example, in the terrible suffering of the Aborigines? What does it mean to know the names of all the Hindu goddesses if you don't know that the mother wants you to turn up as a revolutionary of love in action? Yes, exactly, and that's what I just want if you can speak to for a moment, because I think that it's so easy to filter this awakening around the divine feminine straight into our, it's all about me, it's all about me. Uh, this yes, is the way it to becomes get what another way, another very, very powerful way of be becoming a divine narcissist. Yes. Instead of being really opened by the experience of the mother's glory, so flawed and awed by it that you become a humble child servant midwife, mm -hmm. that you put yourself into sacred slavery to her will to see all beings live in justice and harmony. Yay. So for you, when, when you... When you Do you agree with me? Does that make sense I, to you? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, for me, I really see the revolution, as you call it, of the divine feminine, as just it's that, a revolution. Just, it's it not is, a, because it's, it's not a shift. It's a revolution because it means that we can no longer consider ourselves separate from nature. We can yes. no longer consider ourselves a superior species. We can no longer consider that our needs are the only needs that need to be taken into consideration and then we can do what the hell we want to the world and to other people. And it means that we have to make a radical turnabout in our honoring of nature and of the body and of relationships and of our yes. every thought and action. This is a vast revolution. Absolutely. And to me, and a wonderful and holy and glorious because it restores to us what we have become schizophrenically dissociated from. 
yeah. the cosmos, the creation, our bodies, each other. But it also imposes on us, and this is what a lot of people resist, and it's fatal to resist this because this is the real key. It also imposes us sacred responsibilities. The ancient yes. indigenous traditions knew this. All the great prophets knew this. Jesus knew this. We are responsible for the great glory of divine consciousness that we've been given for being born as a child of the father-mother, and we're responsible to the truth of what we know inwardly, the truth of justice, the truth of compassion, the truth of interrelation. And we're not just responsible for them mentally, we're yes. responsible for them in every way. And that's why I put at the end of my... I wrote a book called The Return of the Mother, which is a book in which I brought together all of the wisdom, or tried to, all of the wisdom about the feminine in all of the traditions. And I had ten sacred suggestions instead of the Ten Commandments coming from the mother. And this is what I put as the tenth. If you trust and love me, this is the mother speaking, put your trust and love into action in every aspect of your life, emotional, sexual, spiritual, social, political, with my passion, my clarity, my unsentimental practicality. Know that my revelation is a revolution, a revolution that demands calmly a transformation of all the terms and conditions of life on earth. Establish justice for all in my world, in my name, and in my spirit of all embracing and existence exhaustible compassion. Let no one be poor or discriminated against. May all sentient beings everywhere be cherished and safe and protected from harm by law and by love. Turn to me now, and I will fill you with all the grace, strength, courage, and passion you need to transform the world at every level into a living mirror of my truth, my love, and my justice. If you truly love me, change everything for me. That's what I believe she's saying to all of us. But she's also saying that if you turn to me, I will give you what you need to do this great work in my name. And you will not only avoid the extinction that is now threatening you, if you continue to do what you're doing, you will die out. You not only avoid dying out and being the criminals of a vast extinction, not only of yourselves, but of the whole of nature, not only will you not die out, but you'll be transformed, you'll be transfigured, you'll be embodied divine human beings working in a universal way on the earth to guide the earth into its next evolutionary phase. And that's the great hope. Yes, absolutely. Oh, amen. Amen. Oh, Andrew, I know that you have to go. You have another meeting. Um, I want to thank you so deeply for sharing in this time with oh, me. Oh, my great and, pleasure. Yeah, this is... And um, I just want to say to everybody, look, I'll be coming and I'll be giving a vision, but I'll also be, even more importantly, I hope, giving real tools, real practices, because it's all very well to have a a glorious vision and an empowering vision, but the truth is you need the tools. You need the daily down-home tools. And these tools are something I myself have been working in my own, on in my own life, and I want to share them at every level now, and that's what I'll be doing in my workshop, and that's what I'll also be doing in my talk. I'm really not just somebody who has a vision. I'm somebody who has an institute of sacred activism which trains sacred activists, and I'm interested above all at this moment in giving people a large vision, but with very practical ways of 
implementing it in the core of daily life because that's where the rubber hits the road. Absolutely. And, you know, when I think of the word tool, I think of something that cuts through. And I think that's, yes. these tools are essentially <laughs> what people need to cut yes. through. The yes. clutter, the woo-woo, the daily grind, everything within and around to actually embody what they realize and know in their heart to be true. So yes, so and to, just to cut through, but also to build with. I think tools are yes. also things that help you construct. So what That's a tool right. does is to help you construct your innate divine strength to introduce you to your divine consciousness and then help you sustain that in yes. the core of your life so that you come to know who you truly are, what you can truly be and the power the god-given power that belongs to that so that your despair and at the chaos of the world can become a very concentrated passion to be of help to the mother as she births a new humanity yes, absolutely look thank you so so very much i know um the workshops just to remind everyone who's listening the 21st is an evening workshop, Sacred Activism, Love in Action. And then on Thursday the 22nd, it's the Revolution of the Divine Feminine and the Way of Passionate Enlightenment. So I encourage you to go to www.andrewharveyadelaide.com.au. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-H-R-V-E-Y-Adelaide.com.au. And we are really looking forward to welcoming the Adelaide community to these workshops. And, Andrew, we're incredibly excited and humbled and really, really looking forward to being with you in these workshops. So thank you. And I'm so looking forward to being with you. Thank you.